Join us tonight here at Lighthouse Discipleship Center as we continue our Bible study tonight on the New Year and the Holy Spirit. As we continue, uh, specifically talking about the Holy Spirit tonight, we'll be in chapter 14, that's in, uh, entitled uh, Build Yourself Up. And that's based out of uh, the book of Jude. And so we'll be looking at the book of Jude tonight in regarding the Holy Spirit and building ourselves up and our most holy faith. And... Um, while we're getting prepared to uh, launch out, just so you know, you can look at all of our previous Bible studies on our, our website at LighthouseDiscipleship.org, as well as our YouTube channel, which is Lighthouse Discipleship Center. And uh, even on there, we have over five, almost almost 5,000 followers. So that just keeps growing every week. And those who have been watching us, so all of our uh, Bible studies up to this point on this book and our other books, as well as Sunday morning are all archived there on our YouTube channel. And uh, once we're done with this book, which we're almost done, we're, we've got three chapters left, we're going to be starting a new book on Wednesday nights on Believer's Authority. Now this is the same author, Andrew Womack. This is actually the first book I was introduced to when I, I heard of Andrew. And uh, so this is, we'll go back to where this whole journey started for me with uh, this teacher, uh, Andrew Womack. Also on our, our, our uh, website, you can also partner with our ministry at LighthouseDiscipleship.org. And uh, uh, we appreciate those who have and allow us to bring these messages to you as well as worldwide. So uh, thank you for doing so. Um, anyway, so like I said, we're in uh, Chapter 14 tonight. Uh, again, talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, specifically, Chapter 14 is talking about building yourself up. And that's, that's going to be based on the book of Jude. Uh, Jude verses 20 and 21, I believe those are the references on the top of my head. Uh, and we'll talk about see what Jude has to say with building ourselves up in our most holy faith. And we do that with the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, anyway, uh, Sherry's going to read for us. She's going to narrate, and then we'll talk about it. So, The primary pur purpose of speaking in tongues is to promote personal spiritual growth. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 and 4. When you speak in tongues, you're building yourself up spiritually. You also keep yourself in the love of God. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Jude twenty twenty one. God's love for you never changes, but your experience of it does. Speaking in tongues helps you fulfill your responsibility to keep yourself aware of and and. Enjoying God's faith, unfailing love. Speaking in tongues produces rest and spiritual refreshment. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Isaiah twenty-eight eleven and 12. Your spirit is a part of you where God lives. It's a brand new, pure, righteous, and holy. When you pray in tongues, you release into your soul and body the rest and refreshment that's already in your spirit. Personally, I encourage myself by speaking in tongues. 
Whenever I feel tired or discouraged, I pray in the Spirit until rest and refreshment come. Despite negative circumstances and emotions, I'll exercise my faith to pray in tongues until I'm aware of and enjoying God's love again. Once you realize you can pray in the Spirit anytime you choose, you have no excuse to ever be depressed again. This is awesome. If you're really listening to what Andrew's saying here, uh, uh, he's teaching from a couple of different scriptures here from First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, and we'll get there eventually in some more and more detail on Sunday mornings eventually, and then also uh, from Jude verses 20 and 21. Uh, you know, when we pray in the Spirit, we pray in the Spirit, we're edifying ourselves, and we need to be edified. We need to be encouraged. And uh, we need to be encouraged, and this comes from our teaching, our Andrew's teaching, spirit, soul, and body. You know, it's our spirit that's born again. Our spirit knows all things. It's our soul, which it has to do with our mind, will, and emotions, and our body that needs encouragement. But I don't know about you, but I need encouragement sometimes. Sometimes I have a bad day or a bad week. Sometimes I, even my good days, I have, I, I can still get tired. I, I, how many of you know we can go weary and doing well? And so we can be doing the right things. We go weary. The last the day I've been working on taxes all day. You know that's and they need to be done. You know, but how you know that's not always someone's. Uh, we don't always like uh, jump for joy because we get to do taxes. That's not usually how most of us respond, uh, unless you're in the tax field. But you know, if you're in the tax field, you're busy right now. <laughs> You'll be busy for the next few months. But at the same point in time, you know. Sometimes we just need to be refreshed. We can be refreshed. I'm not saying we can't be refreshed physically from, you know, a good meal, a good good night's sleep, uh, just doing something recreational. Day you know, off. just kicking back with that. A day off. A day off. A week <laughs> off. Taking a vacation. Those are all important things to do, too. The Bible speaks to those things, and, and those are not a matter. But... There's something that we can we can get a you know some people rely on coffee and uh, and uh, energy drinks and all kinds of stuff and I'm not totally against those things in and of themselves I don't drink coffee and I don't drink soda I don't drink energy drinks I just drink water milk and and occasionally orange juice um, and some people just could never handle my diet with drinking and I don't do it for health reasons I do it because that's all I like <laughs> uh, so you know uh, but it, but it also works out in the end. But spiritually speaking, we can be encouraged any time we are. We can be in a very frustrating situation. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm very frustrated with all the things going on in our world, in our country, in our state. We have, we've, lately, we've had some uh, different circumstances that have been a little frustrating as well, and that's speaking. <laughs> that's a, that's an uh, that's understatement. But at the same point in time, you know, we don't have to be controlled by our emotions. That's another teaching we teach a lot too. We don't, we don't have to be governed by our emotions. We don't have to be governed by our circumstances. We still live in this world. There's, there's going to be problems in this world until Jesus comes. But there's, there's an, we have an escape. We have something the world doesn't have, and we can be encouraged. And I like how he ends it. He says, you know, if we do this, we don't ever have to be depressed again. You know, even Andrew, you know, of all people, has to be encouraged. You know, I know that blows some of you away, but, you know, you think people like him, Joseph Prince, whatever, they're always on high. No, they got to be encouraged the same way we do. If Andrew stops doing what he does, if he stops spending time with God, stops spending time in the Spirit, he's going to lose his edge. Because the source is not him. The source is the Spirit of God who's in him. 
And so we, you know, we can tap into the same source, <coughs> Andrew and all these other people do. We can, and you know, Paul said, and I'll, I'll get here eventually, uh, starting uh, next week on Sunday mornings. I'll tap into it a little bit this Sunday, but then I'll speak speaking on uh, tons a little bit more uh, the week after uh, this Sunday. But um, oh, sorry, I lose my train of thought. You know, tons. You know, there's there's a there's a there's a, a time to do it corporately with interpretation. Now we'll, we'll be talking about that in the next chapter here. But uh, there's all. But for the most part, it's your own personal personal prayer language between you and God. It's not a prayer language that you use necessarily in public. It's not like that's taboo. It's just like Paul says in Corinthians, if you speak in tongues, those who don't know, have, you're not going to edify the body because the body doesn't know what you're saying. <coughs> you don't know what you're saying, but you're not being edified by what you're saying. You're being edified because your spirit is praying. You're being edified from the inside out. Uh, you know, you might not be hearing, you not, might not be, when you're praying in tongues, you're not edifying yourself uh, verbally through a natural sense. It's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural language. And you are being edified from your spirit. Your spirit <coughs> is, is talking to God. And your spirit's having a conversation with God. And some of us have a hard time understanding this. And partly because it's spiritual. You know, when the, um, most of us don't operate on the spiritual realm. We operate all day, all of our lives up to this point. Most of us have only operated in the natural realm. We don't operate normally in the spiritual realm, but there's a place that we can go. I mean, you ever watch Narnia? You know, where they had this place, this extra, basically, planet, you know, that they got to go to? But also, they left, they didn't know they could go back in. But couldn't, couldn't you, wouldn't, I mean, I don't know if you ever fantasize about, I wish I had this uh, secret place I could go to, no one else could go to, and a beautiful place like Narnia. Or whatnot, you know, and go back and forth, and you gotta you gotta live your real life, <coughs> but you can also enjoy this uh, secret life too. In a sense, we can have that by praying in the spirit. We, there's a secret place we can go to; no one else can take us that away. You can be in a consecration camp. You can be in prison. You can be in a very uh, dark place, and you can still have this place where you can <coughs> you can escape. There's times when I don't know what to do. There's times I need encouragement. There's times that I need to draw from this spiritual spiritual side. Because when we're born again, our spirit is born again. That is the real us. When we teach spirit, soul, and body, we are a spirit. We have a soul. And we live in the body. But the core us, the real us, the the real nature, is our spirit. Our spirit has a soul, but the real us. <coughs> it's our spirit. It's our spirit that's born again. We'll we'll one day get a new a new a new body, but that day hasn't come yet. But right now we have a born again spirit. That's the part that's born again. And I, I know some people have a hard time understanding this, and that's partly why we're teaching it to you, if you're willing to listen and whatnot. But uh, at the same point in time, there's a place where you can be built up, you can be edified, you can be encouraged. Even if everything around you is chaos, everything around you is evil, everything around you is dark, you have a, play, a secret place where you can go up and be built up, and that is what praying in tongues is. Uh, there's a, there's a, there, we'll get into talking about next chapter how that can be used corporately, but for the most part, this is used privately. 
when Paul says that he he prays in the spirit more than we we ought. Uh, and so, and, and, and actually, I, I, misfer- mis- I misstated that. He prays more in the spirit than most of us. He was telling that to the church of Corinth, and the church of Corinth they were they they were praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, singing in tongues like there was no tomorrow. And Paul said he even spoke in tongues more than they did. You know, but he had to bring correction to the Corinthians church because they were praying and to- speaking in tongues in the congregation, and they were not leading. They were not being edified. They were not edifying the the church. Why? Because no one knew what they were saying. You know, there's a there's a place of speaking tongues, and there's a place of speaking your native language, and both to be edifying. The key the key phrase in all this is edify. You know, uh, there's a place for tongues, and there's a place for your native language. Um, in a corporate place, your native language or the native language of those who you, who are listening to you. If I, if I went to Mexico, I can't talk Spanish. I have to take an interpreter. Why? Because I want my hearers to understand in their native language what I'm saying. And, and otherwise, it won't profit anything. There won't be any food to it because no one understood what I'm saying. So, you know, praying in tongues is powerful, but it's your own prayer language between you and God. There's a, there's a corporate part for that, and we'll talk about that next chapter. But, understand, you know, and it's not like it's taboo, uh, you know, if someone prayed in tongues in, in a public arena. But there's been times where, <coughs> in between songs or while we're worshiping, sometimes, sometimes if we're worshiping in a corporate setting, you know, we're all singing audibly. Sometimes you'll hear people praying in tongues, you know, in between songs. And that's, I don't have a problem with that. They're not drawing attention to themselves. Uh, I mean, you might be eavesdropping on their conversation with God, you know, but they're really just talking to God. They're just worshiping the world, worshiping corporately. But I've also been in congregations where there has been a, a ton in an interpretation. We'll talk about that soon. And I have been where where we had a time where a pastor from Sri Lanka came and ministered at all the pastors at a Andrews event in Colorado, and he sang over all the pastors in, in, in tongues. And then he sang over them in English the interpretation of that song. It was beautiful. Everybody was edified, and most most people were weeping and crying because it was so beautiful and they were so ministered to. See, that's the key that I'm looking for. Is it edifying? Is it ministering to people? Or is it bringing confusion? Because if it's bringing confusion, it might be the right thing, but it's in the wrong context. It's done in the wrong way. And uh, and, 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 and we're, we're not about confusion, we're about edifying. And when it's done right, it's going to be edifying, it's going to be beautiful, and people will benefit in that. And so, uh, um, hopefully I'm making sense uh, some of this. Anything you want to add? Uh, just to piggyback on, uh, I really, really appreciate how Andrew um, explains it. about. It's about a time of rest and refreshing. Um, you know, if I were to add anything to Andrew's thing, which is pretty much the best explanation, is... It, it uh, speaking and praying in tongues also brings you joy, and it also uh, gets your focus back on what the focus should be on, instead of whatever it is you're stewing about, praying over, being frustrated over, mad over, you know, what, depressed over, whatever it is. Um, it just it it's like it lines you back up on the right target, on the right purpose, just gets your 
you know, Dave and I like to quote a, a song that says, turn your eyes on Jesus, look full on his wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. When when I pray in tongues, I have just this joy that that comes on me. I, I feel like everything that was trying to rear its ugly head and be the focus has uh, stopped being the focus. My priorities are back on track. Um, I just, I, I feel like I just woke up from a very refreshing, needed, deep sleep almost, um, at least how my body feels after, uh, just because of this rest and, and refreshing. And, you know, there's, there's so many benefits to speaking in tongues and something that I've found personally, besides the getting uh, myself back on the right focus, is if I can't sleep, it, it's either two things. One, I'm stewing about something and I just can't sleep. My mind is just wide awake. Uh, or there's someone I need to pray for. And so I know that if I pray in tongues, I either am completely out, uh, totally asleep in like seconds or less, or if there is someone I need to pray for, I pray in tongues and the first person that pops in my head, I'm like, that's the person I need to pray for. And um, once in a while, I'll be like, man, I need to pray for someone, but who, who? Um, someone needs prayer, pray in tongues and, and again, whoever comes to mind automatically. And sometimes I pray for more than one person, but it, as soon as I feel peace or I go back to sleep, I know that the Holy Spirit had me accomplish whatever it is I needed to, to, to do in prayer for whoever it was. And, um, it's just a multi-benefit benefit uh if i can say that um but the t the rest and refreshing i mean we need it in this this crazy world and we just don't know, always know what to do or how to pray and um god just gave us the tool to do it and we speak a little bit more about that rest and that joy sherry was talking about i mean just going throughout life doing the, the, the cares of this world and yeah. just going through a life it's draining it can be very draining. I mean, especially the more intense the situation is or complex or emotional the situation is, we can come away very drained. And there have been times pastoring, sometimes Sherry and I just ministering to different people in different situations. We come away, and, we, and some of it might have been good, some, some of it might not have been good. But we just have been emotionally drained, physically, naturally speaking. You know, we had... And how do we get recharged? Yes, there's some things about a vacation and, and, and rest and eating and whatnot. But that's why is it so joyful? You know, why is it so refreshing? Well, I don't know about you, you but uh, being upset about something is draining, but being joyful about something is very energizing. And, and, and having the peace that goes along with it. Um, not to interrupt, but there are times when we just need wisdom and we don't know what to do or how to go about it. And, you know, you pray in the spirit and uh, 
you either have peace to move forward or you have the wisdom on to know how to respond or, or whatever it is. Going back to that joy part, you know, uh, I don't, I mean, there's, I mean, there's been times without the Holy Spirit, without tongues per se, that I've just, you know, I've been so focused on a situation, maybe something going on in our world or a problem or a conflict, and I'm just drained, and then I just start want, I just want to go laugh, I just want to go do something fun, because I, I need some energy, but I, I need some rest, but I just need to change my tone. Well, praying in the Spirit is how we get energized, and that joy comes back, and, and that energy comes back with it, you know, uh, and when we're having fun, sometimes when we go have a day off, we, we might go for a hike, <coughs> we might go do something recreational, in one sense. We're not resting and sleeping, but we are changing the music, and we are doing something different. We're doing something we like to do, and yes, that the activity itself is very dra draining, physically speaking, but it's actually very refreshing, very emotionally speaking, and that's just from a natural standpoint. Spiritually speaking, <coughs> there can be joy, and joy unspeakable. Uh, and uh, yes, there's that wisdom that comes that Sherry just mentioned too. But uh, you know, when you are joyful, you can be very refreshed. Uh, but when you keep stewing over something over and over all day long, all night long, and you can do this for weeks, you can do this for months, and some of us have done this for all of our lives. We've been very drained. But you know, that, that's not a place to live. And actually, most sicknesses come from worry, stress, and just mowing it over. We need to give it to the Lord and pray in the Spirit. You know, when we give something to God, when we give something to the Lord, like something we're praying about, some of us want to take it back after we prayed. We pray about it, but then we take it back up. That's wrong. <laughs> when you give it to the Lord, leave it there and go your way, rejoicing. If He if He tells you something to do then you go do it. But at the same point in time, you give it to God and you now rejoice and encourage yourself up in your most holy faith in the Holy Spirit. And you, you move forward. And uh, and so if God has you a part to play, He will tell you. If not, He's got it. And you rejoice. You rejoice again. Always I say rejoice. Paul nailed us in in Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice again. I say rejoice. And he said, think about whatever is good, lovely, whatever. Let your mind think on these things. But we want to mow it over, mow it over, mow it over. That's not where our mind is supposed to be. He will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because he trusts in him. Keep your mind on him. But sometimes we have a hard time keeping our mind on him. What do we do? Pray in the Spirit. In your most holy faith. And bend the Spirit. By the Spirit. It will help you get that thing off your chest. And on to the throne room of God. You can come boldly to the throne of grace. And leave it there. And leave it there. And sometimes I, I just need to pray for tons of four hours until I can leave it there. So we, You know, we are such a microwave generation. We want to pray in five minutes and think it's done. And it can be that easy. But sometimes we need to... <coughs> Paul, I'm sure, and I know Andrew does. He prays for hours. In the spirit. Not corporately where everyone can look at me, look at me, look at me. No, he does this privately because he's not talking to you. He's talking to God. And he does it privately for hours. Jesus spent the whole night 
in prayer. I think he prayed in spirit uh, part of that time. I don't know if he did it all the time. I have no way of knowing that. But at the same point in time, you know, uh, it's your secret place. And it can, <coughs> you can get more rest praying in the spirit for hours than you could and getting an eight-hour sleep. You get more rest. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have eight hours sleep or six hours or how many you get. Maybe you need ten. But at the same point in time, are you, how, how, and I know I can speak to most of us, including myself. We, I do not pray in the Spirit as much as I should. And yet we're, we spend more time murmuring and complaining about things than we do praying in the Spirit. That's wrong. That's off. That's, you know, that's not faith. And, that's, uh, and I'm not saying that to condemn you. I'm just saying that to bring uh, correction. Paul said in Thessalonians, I come to su supply that which is lacking in your faith. We need to, if, if you're going to complain about something, you need to spend that much time praying in the Spirit about that thing you're complaining about. You know, we had a, we had a, uh, uh, one of our speakers in our third year at Karis, uh, Charlie Pryor, and he was very loyal to his pastor. And he said anytime anyone came up to him uh, complaining about the pastor, he would stop the conversation right then and there because, first of all, it was gossip. But second of all, he, they were, they were uh, speaking negative about the pastor, his friend, and he, said, he stopped right there. He said, let's pray for pastor. I think it was Pastor Bob. Yes, so they prayed right again. And then after they prayed, if, he started, if they started complaining again, he goes, let's pray again. And he would just always interrupt the gossip with, let's pray for so-and-so. If you, if you pray for the person you complain about as much as you complain about it, you, you might see some things change. Because there's some things you can't change about that person. And you're not responsible to change so-and-so. You're responsible to change you. And so, uh, but pray, pray for that person. You know, we're complaining about the things that are happening in our country. Are we praying in the Spirit about those things? I mean, there's a lot going on in our world, a lot of evil. We could be, there's enough to pray all, all for hours. And I'm not talking about the quantity of prayer. I'm talking about the quality of prayer. But sometimes we just need to, to, to spend some time praying in Spirit. And so, uh, it's powerful. It's a tool we have that others who are not spirit-filled don't have and don't believe in, don't use. And we can see a lot more going on in our church, in our family, our finances, our bodies, if we would spend more time praying in the Spirit instead of complaining about it and worrying about it, stressing over it, mulling it over, losing sleep over it, getting anxious, anxiety, getting ulcers and all kinds of stuff about it. You can't change one thing by worrying about it. But you can change everything by praying in the Spirit about it. That's how powerful this is. And so, that's not, this is not going to condemn you. This is to encourage you. Uh, let's, let's do this. We have a lot at our disposal. And yet we complain a lot. And I'm not saying there's not a lot to be complaining about that's going on in the world. But we need to be praying about it more than we're complaining about it. And I just think that's... I just think that's we, we need to switch gears. We're the head and not the tail. We're above, not beneath. We are the children of God. We are spirit-filled believers. Then let's act like it. You know, Narnia. You know, again, I quote from there. But uh, the two, the, the older kids were, the kids were not getting along. And uh, Lucy had just found Narnia. Edmund was being mean, and the professor was having a, a conversation with them. They got woken up <coughs> by their quarreling, and he said. Your family, start acting like it. You know, we're spirit-filled believers. Start acting like you are. Don't tell me you are. Do it. <laughs> you know, uh, 
You don't need to tell me you're a Christian. You don't need to tell me you're a spirit believer. You don't need to tell me all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't tell me. That's not my point. My point is, do it. Act like it. Act like you are. Uh, you know, Andrew, when he talks about being a hypocrite, a hypocrite is pretending to be something you're not. <coughs> we are children of God. And when you act like anything but a child of God, you are a hypocrite. <laughs> you are a child of God. If you're born again, you are a child of God. Start acting like it. Start behaving like it. Start getting along like you are. Because anything else is a, is a hypocrite. And again, I'm not trying to get anyone's case. That's not my point. My point is, we are spiritual <coughs> believers who can build ourselves up in our most holy faith. And we can we can change the world through praying duns. Praying in the spirit. Praying spirit to spirit. Our spirit to his spirit. No interruption. No interference. We can... We can get more done by praying in the spirit about the situation than we can murmuring, complaining, worrying about it, stressing over it, mowing it over. We can't accomplish one thing by murmuring, complaining, and, and mowing it over. We can't change one thing. Jesus said that in Matthew 6. You can't, you can, by worrying about what you need, you can't change one thing. But you can if you seek first the kingdom of God and righteous, His righteousness. What is the kingdom of God? Kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, uh, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The joy that she's talking about, the peace that she's talking about, that is the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. Seek that first, and all these things you need, they'll be added to you. You know, there have been so many times where God has just met our needs. We're even in a season right now where God is just meeting our needs because we're busy doing what God's called us to do. And we're still working, we're still doing stuff, but God is meeting our needs. And sometimes I'm, I'm just amazed where the funds keep coming. But they just keep coming, and they come from sources that, you know, because He's meeting our needs. And, uh, and it's just awesome. You know, going back, to, uh, Dave commented on, on something that we, we both agree on, that stress and, and worries basically where a lot, a lot, if not all, of our health issues come from. Um, just, you know, stewing over something. But I, I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. I think I have mi mi uh, mixed up some words. But there, there's a verse, and I think in Proverbs, where it talks about God's Word being health or medicine to our bones. And, you know, we need to have a daily diet of God's Word, spending time with Him, and, you know, how healthy and beneficial to our spiritual body um, you know people are, are pretty uh, good at uh, trying to, to be healthy whether it be eat healthy live healthy take your medications to stay healthy uh, or, or whatever it is um, but the benefits of God's Word and praying in tongues are, are so health beneficial and, you know, if we just, if we were as conscious about getting in God's word and meditating on it and, and praying in tongues and, and uh, seeking his kingdom first, uh, like Dave was, was talking about, uh, we would see a dramatic rise in people's good health. Amen. Well, let's read some more.
uh, next section here. I'm not going to have my book open. So, uh, pr praying perfectly. When you pray in tongues, your natural mind doesn't understand. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Unless there's an interpretation, your intellect doesn't know what your spirit is praying. Your spirit has the mind of Christ. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. Your spirit knows all things. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. 1 John 2.20 And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Colossians 3.10 Therefore, your spirit always knows how to pray perfectly for situations, yourself and others. There's a big difference between praying from your spirit and praying from your mind. Your natural mind typically has incomplete information. It lacks full knowledge of God's word, the situation, and the people involved. Therefore, you cannot pray from your intellect with completeness and 100% accuracy. However, since your born-again spirit knows all things, it's impossible to pray in tongues without praying God's perfect will. At times, the Holy Spirit may intercede for someone else through you as you pray in tongues. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Romans eight twenty six and 27. This is especially helpful when your mind is not sure how to pray for a specific person or situation. As you speak in tongues, you are speaking the hidden wisdom of God. Paul received the revelation for the messages he preached through speaking in tongues. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. As Paul spoke God's mysteries in tongues, he built himself up spiritually and revelation knowledge came. As you pray in tongues, you'll be built up spiritually as revelation knowledge comes to you too. That's the other part of that. Uh, you know, when you're praying, instead of murmuring, complaining about something, stressing over something, the other part of that is you get revelational knowledge. God will yes. speak. God will minister to you. You know, he can. You know, God can say in one word something. You can. He can say more than one word, and you can stress hours and days and months for. You can say one, one word can change the whole situation, and uh, and and so sometimes you just need that one word from God. But sometimes you gotta uh, just uh, pray, build yourself up in your most holy faith, how, whatever it takes. Get your focus off the situation. Get your focus on God, and you can pray. And I, I like the perfect prayer part because that's something I have adapted in so many years. My pastor, when he uh, growing up, he he, pray, he talked about uh, the Holy Spirit. And, Tons, but not. He used to, he had a teaching back in the day uh, when I received the Holy Spirit, 
which was in, I think around 88. And he it was, uh, the title of his message was, when you don't know what to do, pray in the spirit. You know, so many times I don't know what to do. You know, I pray in the spirit. You know, sometimes I'm at a fork in the road and I don't know which way to go. Sometimes I don't know. I don't, I'm just, you know, there's some situations. There's some people we try to minister to, and I just, there's some, sometimes where we get to a point where we're trying to minister to someone, where we just, in one sense, we just throw our hands up. I give up. I don't even know. I don't know. It's in, in the natural, it just seems like a helpless clause. Like this person's not going to, is, no matter what I say, is fighting against me, wants to argue, whatever the case may be, you know. And so I just, you know, I, I want to throw in the towel. But, you know, we can pray perfect prayers. Sometimes, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I pray my own native tongue, and my native tongue is English, is I can pray timid prayers, and I can pray prayers that are just not right, they're not biblical, or whatever the case may be. Because I'm I'm limited in my praying in my native tongue based on my own wisdom, my own knowledge, my own understanding. But my spirit man knows all things, the Bible says. And I can pray in the spirit of my spirit that's born again, that knows all things, to his spirit, perfect prayers. I, and I know that just sounds bizarre to some people because they don't understand it, because it's, it's, it's spiritual, it's supernatural. And based on our teaching that we've been talking about on Sundays, it's, the, it's Jesus who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. And there's some people don't understand this because they've never received Jesus, the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Some people who have received Jesus still don't understand it, so that's not always the case. But, you know, I can pray perfect prayers. And there's just sometimes I don't know how to pray. Sometimes I know how to pray in a sense, but I'm just tired. I don't know if you just, you've been so tired, you just feel like you can't even pray because you're just so tired. We can pray in the Spirit. There were times, there have been times in my life these are rare, but the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 8 about groaning. So there was a once particular time I was so distressed about something. I couldn't even pray. I couldn't even pray in the Spirit. I could just groan. And I believe God hear my groanings. And I, could, I, know, I know in my heart that's what was going on. You know, and I, and I, you know, and I, I needed to be edified. I was just, I was at a point where, where I was in a sense at my wit's end. The Bible talks about that. And I just, I just, I mean, I was just holding on to the, I mean, we talk, you know, the, we talk about the lady with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. I wasn't touching the hem of his garment. I was holding on to that rag. You know, I was, I was holding on for all life. And I, and I was just doing whatever I had. It was my lifeline. And uh, but I also knew that, you know, just like the Syrophoenician woman, and just like this woman, you know, that she, the Syrophoenician woman said, you know, was, was begging, the, in a sense, was begging the Lord and uh, to to hear her. And that was still Old Testament. That was before the cross. That's a whole 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 another scenario, a whole different covenant. But Jesus marveled at her faith. Jesus didn't condemn her for doing that. Jesus marveled at her faith. And so sometimes we just need to hold on to God because we don't know what to do. And we can pray in the Spirit. We can even groan if we need to, you know. Uh, there's been times where, uh, I mean, because of the situation, uh, I couldn't speak out audibly. This was a place where I had to be quiet as a as a pen. I could not be quiet. How do you pray in the Spirit when you be quiet? I can still pray in the Spirit and, and in my mind. I'm not saying I, I don't recommend that necessarily if you can speak, 
But sometimes you might be maybe in a dormitory or a bedroom, you can't wake that a person up or whatever the case may be, or you're in a very uh, dangerous dangerous situation, you can still pray. And you can you could do it under your breath, you right. know, where you you're talking but no sounds coming out. Yeah, but the the Holy Spirit can see the Holy Spirit can uh, he, he can uh, he got your mind, and uh, he can pray, and so yeah, it'll still work. But, uh, so. but the benefits of of the refreshing of the joy of the of just like Andrew was saying in the earlier thing about just almost getting refreshed again and knowing the Father's love for you. His love has never changed. Um, if anything, uh, God's love just is, uh, it's almost like it, it's growing it so much. It's its so big and so beautiful. But we need to be reminded and refreshed that God loves us because sometimes we can go about our days and and um, it's not its not on the forefront of our minds. Um, but that revelation knowledge, you know, how many times have any of us been in a situation where we're just like, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And uh, he uh, drops in that, that revelation knowledge to either help us understand scripture, uh, under, uh, to know that this sickness is is not the, the victor, that, that God is that God does love us, uh, that God has made a way in the desert, whatever the revelation knowledge is that we need, um, that's that's a pretty powerful thing. I mean, there's some other things too. I mean, I've lost, I've been able to find my phone, my keys when I've lost them by praying to the Spirit. There was one time I was helping a gal, I'm not a tax person, uh, but this person needed some help with a very unique situation in taxes, and, I'm, and this person couldn't afford uh, a tax person, and I couldn't. I didn't, I didn't even know if I knew how to help. I couldn't make any promises, but I said I would at least take a look at it. And I took a look at it, and and uh, and when I was looking at, it, I didn't like, and I was, I, I was, I didn't want to go back to her with bad news. <laughs> you know, she was already worried about it, and so I just began to pray in the spirit, and the Lord gave me another route. <laughs> yeah, he showed me and I checked something I would have never known on my own. And I was able to, to, to uh, once he gave me that route, I, I was able to research it and I found, uh, I, uh, found how, how to help her. Uh, not only to get it done, but also to get it done in her favor. And it was all done legally, it was all done right. And it just, uh, but I need the Holy Spirit for wisdom. There's so many tax codes, I don't, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how some people do some of that. But uh, anyway, it's just, uh, the Holy Spirit, I mean, I've done it with uh, counting, I've done it with other problems, uh, uh, I've done it with school. I don't know how to figure out this problem, the situation, and praying in the spirit will help you. I mean, he'll, he'll make you look good, <laughs> and so uh, it's just uh, the things that will just help you. You know, uh, if someone's lost, he can help, he'll tell you where where they're at. Uh, praying in the spirit is just because that, that, there's that revelational knowledge thing that we were talking about. You know, and it just uh, it's just amazing how that comes. But because uh, you're actually listening. You're praying spirit to spirit, and, and you are in a place where you're allowing God to speak to you, and uh, and it's just amazing how that happens. And 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 there's been some times. There was some. T there was a time where this. Uh, we I don't think we've prayed in tongues at this time, but we were at a uh, fork in the road back in 2004, and the Lord gave us a word, and we actually made a sign. You can't see it on the camera, but uh, uh, he, the Lord said, uh, um, "Rest in my goodness." And I will take care of everything. 
rest of my goodness and I'll take care of everything. And we made a sign because God gave us, and that word has come back to us many times since then. But at the same point in time, you know, it, if God told us to stop, stop worrying about the situation and rest in my goodness, and I will take care of everything. And so we got a word from that too because we got to focus off our situation and on His good on His goodness. And praying the Spirit can help you do that. How are we doing on time? Fifteen minutes. We got about fifteen minutes, so let's uh, at least open up the next chapter, chapter fifteen. So we're on the next to the last chapter of this book. So, and uh, we're talking about interpretation. So at least uh, we'll open the door here. We won't finish this chapter. When you speak in tongues, you should believe God for the interpretation. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. 1 Corinthians 14.13 It's beyond your carnal ability to grasp the mysteries and hidden wisdom of God that you're praying in the Spirit. However, if you ask him, God will supernaturally give you the interpretation. The public use of the gifts of tongues in a church service requires interpretation. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. 1 Corinthians fourteen, twenty-seven and 28. Without interpretation of a publicly given tongue, some people will think you're crazy. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that ye are mad? 1 Corinthians 14.23 Certain members of the body are given the vocation of interpretation for public purposes. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? 1 Corinthians 12, 27-30 Some people have misunderstood 1 Corinthians 12, 29-30 to mean that not everyone should speak in tongues. However, Mark 16, 17, and 18 states, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay <coughs> hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Therefore, some have vocations of speaking and or interpreting tongues given publicly in a church service. But every spirit-baptized believer can pray in tongues for personal edification. Okay, so let me just try to summarize some of this right here uh, briefly in case uh, you didn't get it. Uh, there's two kinds of tongues. There's one that's done publicly. There's one that's done privately between you and God. And we all have, any, or anyone who's been baptized in the Holy Spirit has the ability to pray in their own praying language of God. Now some people are still learning that and there's, uh, there's, there can be some uh, 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 hiccups with that. But you all have the ability. Uh, and so at the same point in time, not all have the vocation of speaking in tongues in the public setting. Uh, and if it is done in a public setting, then as, as Andrew's bringing out from Paul's letters and to Corinthians, then they should be praying that they, they can interpret or someone else interpret that word. 
Sherry flows very fluently with the interpretation of tongues. She doesn't always have an interpretation to every tongue, uh, but she has uh, quite often she does. Uh, and we didn't really discover her that she ha had this gift uh, until the last, I don't know how many years, but uh, it's been the last, within the last 10 years. I know, it's, I don't know if that has been quite 10 years, but it's still been within the last year, year ten, last, this last decade or so, she's been a, uh, Really, uh, I know we just started a new decade. So I'm at this last ten years. Uh, she uh, uh, she's flown very fluently. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a percentage, but it seems to me to be in the seventy, eighty percent range. But uh, uh, you know, so a lot of times when there's a ton, I'll I'll look at her and see if she has interpretation. There's sometimes, and you know, some of those times when she gave the interpretation, I didn't realize I had interpretation too, because I had the same thing kind of in my mind. Uh, I just didn't give a voice, and I didn't rec I didn't recognize it as interpretation. But she's recognized it as interpretation. She has given voice to it. It's been very awesome, and so uh, uh, and so it's just been uh, uh, it's you know it sure helps us a lot with decision making sometimes. It's also spraying the spirit and get a get a word, uh, but it doesn't always work that way, you know. But at the same point in time, it's just been awesome. And you know, don't get uh, confused over. Um what Dave or Andrew are saying when they're talking about vocation, um, we all kind of know what a, a pastor is. Not everybody is a pastor. Uh, not everybody is a teacher or an apostle or a prophet or evangelist. Um, so when when we use words like vocation, it, it's just I mean, everyone who is a believer is a minister of the gospel. But only some are called to be pastors. So um, that's the only differentiation we're trying to explain this where, you know, w when Dave was saying everyone can speak in tongues, um, but, there's only, but there's only certain ones that have the vocation of doing so. So hopefully that's not... Uh, Let me just pick it on that real quick. Uh, you know, we're all able ministers. But we're not all pastors. We are, can all minister. Uh, you know, we can all heal people. We all can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But we're not all have the gift of healing. Uh, we are. We're some have the gift of faith, but we're all supposed to operate in faith. <laughs> and so, so you know, it's not just tongues that this is a, they, this, the same. It, it can go with all the other ones. We're all supposed to serve, but some have the gift of serving. We're all supposed to be hospitable, but some people can have the gift of being hospitable. You know, uh, some you know, some have to get the giving. We're all supposed to give. Some people don't. Some people have told me, I just don't have to get the giving. That doesn't, that doesn't mean you're not supposed to give. You know, if you're not giving, then you, you know, then, and I'm, this is not teaching giving. Then you know, you're just hurting yourselves. It's not a judgment thing. You know, if you don't sow any seed, then you're not going to have a harvest. You and, know, and part of that issue, and I'm not going to stand on my soapbox and preach on it, uh, but a lot of giving or serving or any of these gifts has to do with our attitudes, because some of us are just selfish. And I can point the finger at me. There's been times when I haven't wanted to give or extend mercy or whatever the case may be. Um, but the, there is such a joy in using the gifts that God has given each one of us. And, you know, if you're still searching that out, 
pray in tongues. You know, you'll get the revelation knowledge and God will lead you uh, to what he has for you. All right. Um, I think we're just about out of time. So I know we have about eight minutes left, but I think I'm going to wrap it up here. So we're going to be talking, we'll pick up here next week, talking about the interpretation of tongues. There's still uh, a lot more to say about this in this chapter. And then we have one more chapter left about uh, the Holy Spirit before we're all done with this book. And so, and then we'll be starting a new book, I believe it's authority. So we'll have at least one more week, maybe two more weeks left in this book before we go here. Um, but uh, we're, we're getting there. We're not trying to speed through. Uh, it's not like a task that we're almost done with this book. No, that's not my attitude. I'm just saying, you know, uh, we're just, we're, uh, we're almost there. So anyway. Um, to interrupt, um, you know, Andrew has one of the best teachings that I've heard uh, about the Holy Spirit and the new you, um, and it just explaining really well and very clear. Um, but again, I think I said last week or the week previous, you know, we know ministers, the Abernathy's, Mark and Denise Abernathy, who teach on it. Um, Dave actually has been doing a Sunday morning service, a series on uh, relationship with the Holy Spirit and I encourage you you know these are all good um, uh, teachings to have uh, under your uh, belt so to speak um, and to just to help clarify things you know the Holy Spirit isn't some you know spirit off that you may or may not you know talk to or or be part of your life or whatever that no he is Jesus said that that it was imperative for Jesus to go to the cross so that the Holy Spirit could come and be with us always. He dwells in us. And to have that close connection of the comforter, of the teacher, you know, you can't get any better friend than the Holy Spirit. You know, we are to have a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I encourage you, you know, if you're just... Uh, need to, to study this out more, you know, listen to Dave's Sunday morning series. Um, get this book if you don't have it already and read it through over and over, you know, asking the Holy Spirit for revelation knowledge. Because um, it's, it's in the day and age we live in, it's imperative. I highly recommend a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Well, Lord, we just thank you for your word. <coughs> we thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that we have a place where we can go to be refreshed and find rest. You know, and, uh, we don't have to do all this whole life on our own strength and our own ability. But we do pray for our country. We do pray for justice. We do pray for our country that it would, uh, Lord, uh, we pray for our freedom, our, our Christian freedom. And we do pray for... Lord, uh, um, righteousness to prevail in this country. <coughs> Lord, we just thank you again that we know you, that we have been introduced to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that we have a relationship with you. I pray for all who are listening. I just speak blessing over them, their families, their finances. All who are sick, I command their bodies to be whole in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you again for the Holy Spirit. 
Bless us as we go. Bless the remainder of our week, wherever we may be. And bless us. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks for everything. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you on Sunday morning as we start continue our series on Knowing the Holy Spirit at 11.15 a.m. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon.